He says come in. He said come in? Yep. Right here. Oh. It's not much, but we just wanted to be a blessing to you, man. And uh, man, you've that he's shown to even us standing in this room. Mm-hmm. Um, man, we're just. <laughs> pray that you would bless their marriage. Um, I pray that you would protect it. I pray that you. Yeah, you can check for a thousand dollars. And uh, love uh, uh, the uh, the opportunity to just lift the load off of their shoulders. To be a part of that and to see it and and with Lauren, just her faith. And see, it's a card and it's a check for a thousand dollars. Oh, thank you. And I just hope to bless you, Margaret. <laughs> And uh, praying for Margaret, and we just continue to pray for her, Lord, and just uh, our hearts have. Uh, this week has been fun to say the least, okay? Man, it has been an amazing week. And uh, we were able to give over $12,000 to families in our church who are awesome families. They have served and they have uh, been so faithful in, in their service to the Lord. And we wanted to just be a blessing to them as a church. And uh, like it, uh, I said in the prayer in the video, we just wanted to lift the burden off their shoulders just a little bit. And after we watch a baptism like that, I could just say, hey, let's be dismissed. And it's already been a good day. All right. But uh, we're going to get into God's Word this morning, and we're praying and trusting that it's going to get even better. Uh, Let me just tell you, we set a goal to raise $12,000, and um, we uh, last Sunday celebrated the fact that $13,500 came in. And after the second service, as I was exiting, um, a, a gentleman handed me a check, and he said, fill up the last balloon. And uh, so it was a check for $500. And then we had a little bit more come in. So we had over $14,000 come in for this offering, which is awesome, church. You guys are so generous, and we we just wanted to thank you for that. All right? If it's your first time here at Grace, my name is Justin Ross. I'm the lead pastor here. And uh, man, one thing that we want to make clear right from the get-go is that we love Jesus Christ, and we want Him to be glorified. We want you to leave here impressed with Jesus. And uh, we try our best as a church to just practice what we see in the Scriptures. That's why we're going to be taking communion, because we see in the Scriptures that we are instructed to do so. That's why we baptize, because we see that we're instructed to do so. That's why I'm going to be preaching, because we see in the Scriptures that we're instructed to do so. We try to practice what, what the Scripture teaches us. And uh, man, this is just a, a church that is, is practicing one verse in particular, and that is to love one another. And we saw from this video, this is just an example of, man, we are supporting one another. Um, and we're not just supporting one another through words. We're supporting one another through action. And we're blessing people financially. We're blessing people through prayers and encouragement and support. And, uh, man, I'm just honored and privileged to be a part of this church. And uh, so we want to just welcome you here if it's your first time. And uh, we just trust that the Lord is going to speak to you this morning. We are in part four of our series called Love Does. And this morning the title of the sermon is Love Sacrifices. And have you noticed that anything and everything 
that's worthwhile is uphill. Anything and everything that is worthwhile is uphill. Whether you're talking about spiritual growth or personal growth or your personal health, it's, it's an uphill battle. It's an uphill climb. Whether you're talking about business or some other aspect of life, parenting, nothing of value is easy. The precious things in life require something in exchange. Sometimes it's blood and sweat and tears. There's always a cost involved in moving forward. And, and let me just remind us this morning that If you don't step forward, you will always be in the same place. You have to take a step forward. You have to take a step forward. And when you move forward, there is a cost involved. There is no success without sacrifice. One of the easiest places to see this principle at work is in parenting. All right? Raise your hand if you're a parent or ever been a parent. Okay, there's a lot of parents in here. Okay, this applies to all those hands that were just raised. Sacrifice, the principle of sacrifice applies in parenting. Whether it's sacrificing a good night's sleep. I mean, who wants a good night's sleep right now? Oh man, give me a round of applause. I want a good night's sleep. (laughs) Please, a good night's sleep. Or a weekend getaway. Parents have to sacrifice that sometimes to do a good job parenting. What about your dream car for the minivan, right? It's a sacrifice. As a parent, you understand that sacrifices must be made for the sake of your family, for the sake of your children. But it's not just parents who have to make sacrifices. Talk to any couple who's been down the road a ways. Talk to any couple who, has, who is in a successful marriage. And they will tell you there was no success. Our marriage wouldn't have lasted if it wasn't for some sacrifice. My aunt and my uncle, Uncle Carl, we call her Auntie Earl. They live up in Denver. Just last night, they celebrated their 50th anniversary. This is my dad's older sister. Such an amazing example. Such an amazing couple. But they would not be celebrating 50 years of marriage if they had not sacrificed a little bit. What about business? You know, maybe it's that business leader who took a pay cut personally so the company could stay afloat. I mean, there's sacrifice. Sacrifice is involved in every aspect of life. Every leader must be willing to make sacrifices because... Leaders are expected to pay the prices other people won't pay. And that's what makes a great leader. That's what makes a great father. That's what makes a great husband. That's what makes a great pastor. That's what makes a great business leader. Someone who's willing to sacrifice. But we're talking about love sacrifices. So what about love? 1 John 3.16 It says, we know what real love is. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up His life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. Man, such a a heavy verse. Giving up your life for your brothers and sisters. 
True love is willing to sacrifice. On September 29th, 2006, in southern Ramadi, Iraq, a warrior by the name of Michael Mansour gave his life to protect his teammates. Michael served as an automatic, uh, automatic weapons gunner, and he was positioned on uh, the rooftop, a residential rooftop, with three other soldiers, two Americans, one Iraqi soldier. And they were in a very violent area in Ramadi. And this area was a stronghold for insurgents, and they were also trying to protect uh, the civilians there. In the early afternoon of September 29th, enemy fighters attacked their position. And they attacked their position with automatic weapons, and it was from a moving vehicle that was driving by. And so the SEALs that were in that position, they fired back, and they stood their ground. But because of those attacks, the officer in charge repositioned Michael in a different area because he had the heavy machine gun. And he put him in a position where the enemies uh, was most likely to attack. And Michael was now the closest one to the escape route. He was in the position, you know, to be able to uh, engage the enemy, but he was also in the position where he could be the one to most easily escape. While watching for enemy activity, an enemy fighter hurled a hand grenade onto the roof from an unseen location. The grenade hit Michael in the chest and it bounced onto the ground. He immediately leapt to his feet and he yelled, Grenade! to alert his teammates of the impending danger. But they couldn't evacuate the the sniper hide site in time to escape harm. And without hesitation and showing no regard for his own life, Michael threw himself on top of the grenade, smothering it to protect his teammates who were right next to him. The grenade detonated as he came down on top of it, mortally uh, mortally wounding him. On that rooftop, Michael had... The only quick way of escape. If he had chosen, he could have easily fled. He could have easily escaped the blast. Instead, Michael chose to protect his teammates by the sacrifice of his own life. And because of his courageous and his selfless actions, he saved the lives of those who were around him. Church, love sacrifices. I have to take just a moment to just help us and remind us to appreciate the freedoms that we have right now to worship freely, to sing loudly in worship, to to baptize without any fear of someone coming in to to harm or to arrest. Don't take for granted the freedoms that men and women have given their lives for. Love sacrifices. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 says this. It says, imitate God. Let me remind you, you were made in the image of God. So imitate God. 
Therefore, in everything you do, because you are His dear children, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loves us. And He offered Himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. God jumped on the grenade on our behalf. He offered Himself as a sacrifice for us. And the Scripture says this was a pleasing aroma to God. The aroma of sacrifice. True love sacrifices. This morning when you came in, hopefully you got a bulletin on the back, there's some notes. And and the big idea that I want us to understand today, that I want you to walk away with today is this. Love finds meaning in sacrifice. Love finds meaning in sacrifice. What kind of sacrifices please God? What is it what kind of sacrifice is it that brings that sweet aroma to God that he respects, that he likes, that he appreciates? When you make the decision to follow Jesus Christ, mark it down, sacrifice will follow. Following Jesus is a life of joyful sacrifice to the God of love. That's what the Christian faith is all about. In Hebrews 13, the author talks about three different types of sacrifices that please God. And we're going to look at those. The first one is this in Hebrews 13. The first sacrifice that that, uh, pleases God is a willingness to go without on on His behalf. A willingness to go without on the behalf of God. A willingness to go without maybe your personal desires to honor Jesus Christ. Maybe it's a willingness to to go without a little bit of extra sleep so that you can spend more time with Him. Maybe you go without some perks and some pleasures to give more to missions so that you can get behind the kingdom of God, the cause of God. The mission of God. Maybe it's you going without a little bit of glory. And you humbly deflect all the glory back to God. It's a willingness to go without. For the sake of Christ. For the sake of His kingdom. That is a sacrifice that pleases God. The second one that we see in Hebrews 13 is what's referred to as a sacrifice of praise. A sacrifice of praise is a willingness to identify with Jesus Christ. You're you're not ashamed to bear His name. You're not afraid to pray in public. It's having the guts to share your faith with a friend or with your father or with your mother, a parent. A grandparent, you, you have the guts to share your faith with a co-worker. It's called the sacrifice of praise. You're not ashamed to bear the name of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 13:15 says, "Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to His name." Man, God loves it when we're not ashamed of Him. And who He is. And young people, especially at school, 
Man, I challenge you, when, when you get your lunch and you sit down, don't be afraid to pray and thank God for that meal in front of your friends. That's a sacrifice of praise. Don't be afraid to wear the name of Jesus Christ. Don't be afraid. You're not ashamed or you're not unwilling to admit that you love Jesus and that you've chosen to follow Him with your life. This is a sacrifice of praise. It's a sacrifice that pleases God. The the third sacrifice that blesses the heart of God is this. Hebrews chapter 13 in verse 16 refers to it. I'm going to call it the sacrifice of a shared life. The sacrifice of a shared life. Let's read Hebrews 13 and verse 16. It says, And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. Don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These Okay, these sacrifices, the sacrifice to go without on His behalf, the sacrifice of praise, the sacrifice of a shared life, these are the sacrifices that please God. He is pleased with these types of sacrifices. So so what does the writer have in mind when he's talking about a shared life? We can see if we look back to the beginning of the chapter, of Hebrews chapter 13. Let's look at verses 1 through 3. This is what he's referring to when he talks about the sacrifice of a shared life. This is going to be challenging, church. I have to to prepare you, brace yourselves. Because this is hard for a lot of us, myself included. Hebrews 13, verses 1 through 3, it says, "...keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters." Verse 2, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. Let me remind you, a stranger is someone you don't even know. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this, this is really cool. Couldn't explain it to you right now, but some of you, for some of you who have done this, have entertained angels without even really realizing it. Verse 3, remember those in prison. Remember, God came for the broken. He came for those who need Him the most. Remember those in prison as if you were there yourself. Remember also those being mistreated as if you felt their pain in your own bodies. A shared life is all about hospitality. It's having people, even people you don't know, over to your house after a Sunday service. It's it's finding someone, maybe in church, that you've never met and said, Hey, would you come over for lunch? Can Can I invite you over? And then, man, you're hospitable. You serve them. You you encourage them. You ask them if they have any needs that you could help meet. It's visiting people in prison. It's caring for those who are afflicted. People who get their strength and their wisdom from the altar of the cross. People who go to the cross to find their deliverance. They get their strength from Jesus Christ. Are people who live for others. They don't live for themselves. They live for others. They get up in the morning thinking, Man, how can I do the most good today? How can I do the most good for other people? And this is the sacrifice of a shared life. 
And they offer it to the Lord day after day, day in and day out. The sacrifice of a shared life. The second point of the sermon this morning is this. Sacrifice is a way of life. It's not a once and done. It is a way of life. Romans 12.1 says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that He has done for you. Let them be a living and a holy sacrifice, the kind He will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship Him. What this is referring to is sacrifice is taking your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, your eating, your marriage, your parenting, your going to work, your walking around life, and it's placing it before God as an offering and saying, God, do what you will with this life that you have given me. It's a way of life. It's offering everything about you to God. It's giving it all. Like we sang earlier, it's giving it all away to Him. Sacrifice, church, is more about giving over rather than giving up. A lot of people understand sacrifice is giving up something. Like maybe you have a talent. Maybe you have a gift. Maybe you have an ability and you feel like, oh man, if I, if I go all in for Christ, I'm going to have to give that up and I can never do that again. It's not necessarily true. Sacrifice is more about giving over and saying, God, this is the talent I have. These are the abilities that I have. These are the gifts that you've given me. Do with them what you will. The definition of sacrifice is actually to make sacred. It's taking what you are, who you are, what you have, and when you give it over to God, He makes it something better. It's to make it sacred. It's transferring things from the human realm to the supernatural, to the divine realm. And the best way to think about sacrifice is giving something over to God for Him to use. It's giving over. It's not giving up. It's giving over. You know, when Michael sacrificed his life for his friends, he he wasn't giving up. On the contrary, he was giving his life. He was giving his life over so that his friends could live. Sacrifice is giving over to God some of what God has already given to you. It's giving Him your life. It's giving Him your money, your time, your creativity, your talents. We give over these things to God. it's, It's expressing our close relationship to God and it's seeking to deepen our relationship with Him. God doesn't want you to give up your talents. I heard a story this week about a professional football player. And God had gifted him with some amazing talent, amazing ability. And he said the counsel that he received from a lot of Christians was, you need to give up that dream. You need to give up the idea of being a professional football player and you need to go into ministry. And he said a pastor actually challenged him in just the opposite. He said, are you kidding me? God has given you these abilities. God has given you these talents. You go and you be the best football player that you can possibly be, and you use that platform to bring glory to Jesus Christ. Are you kidding me? God has wired you this way. He's made you this way. Use what God has placed in your hand and go all out for Him. Bring as much glory as you can to Him. 
God doesn't want you to give up your talents. He wants you to give them over to Him for His glory, for His purposes, and for His kingdom. The last point that I want to make this morning is that sacrifice leads to influence. In John chapter 12, and the story is also in Matthew 26, we're told the story of a woman named Mary. And Mary was the woman who took a 12-ounce jar of, of expensive perfume. This perfume was worth a year's salary in this day and age. She took this perfume that was so expensive and she poured it over the feet of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And then she used her hair. I've been, my mind's kind of been messed with this week because I know my wife and I know a lot of other ladies, they take pride in their hair, okay? But she used her hair to rub this ointment in between the toes of our Savior. And of course, there were some who were looking at this. They were standing nearby, and what they smelled, what they sniffed, was the aroma of waste. They said, this this perfume could have been sold, and we could have made a lot of money, and we could have given all this money to the poor, and we could have helped a bunch of needy people. But instead, it's been wasted. You've you've just poured it out on His feet. What a waste. But Jesus suggested that such a great sacrifice on her behalf leads to great influence. In verse 13 of Matthew 26, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed. We're discussing it this very day. In Mary, Jesus saw a sacrifice that was being poured out. It wasn't waste in the eyes of Jesus Christ. It was worship. And maybe it caused Jesus to think about what lay ahead for Him. What was to come for Him. Because remember, Jesus poured out His life. He poured out His life in joyful sacrifice to God. You know, there's always going to be some who see what we do on Sundays, who see what we do throughout the week, who see what we do when we bring strangers into our home, and they'll say, what a waste. Like, Why are you wasting your time? What are you doing? Doing these Christian things. Why are you spending time reading the Bible? Why are you praying? What a waste. There's always those naysayers. There's always people who will say, don't waste. But God says, hey, this is worship. And I will take what little you give me, and I will make it more. I will make it better. I will increase it. We become living sacrifices when we no longer see the waste of giving to others. Instead, we see the gift of giving to others. And that's where we see Holy Spirit transformation. Honestly, you can see it in each other's lives. This is when you know faith is real in someone's life. Instead of seeing waste, they see worship. Instead of being frustrated by the needs all around us, we actually see opportunity to love and to serve and to sacrifice. 
Instead of seeing perfume wasted on the, on the ground, we see ourselves like Jesus, prepared for burial, ready to be crucified with Christ, so that I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. God will give you the grace. God will give you the grace required to become living sacrifices. Living sacrifices. And he, remember, He places Holy Spirit within us to create in us a desire to, to make us holy, to make us pleasing to God. Love finds meaning in sacrifice. 1 John 3.16, we know what real love is. Because Jesus gave up His life for us. I guess my hope, I wanted to tell the story of Michael Mansour because, and it inspired me as I was reading it. It moved me. But honestly, I was challenged and I was humbled. And I'm like, why am I not moved sometimes when I read about Christ's death? Has it become just so routine? We've heard it so many times that it just doesn't affect us like it used to. Man, Jesus gave His life. And you know the difference was? He was God. He was God in the flesh. And He was perfect and sinless. And we were actually enemies of God. He didn't just lay His life down for His friends. He laid His life down for His enemies as well. whole nother level. Man, Jesus gave His life. And I love John when he says in, in, in verse 16, because of this, we ought, to get up, we ought to give up our own lives for our brothers and sisters. Church, what if, what if Grace Church was known in Durango and Bayfield and Ignacio and Cortez and La Plata County as not just the friendliest church in town. You guys are labeled that, by the way. Good job. But as the most generous, sacrificing church around. And they love one another. They take care of each other. They sacrifice for one another. And not only is it just for them, man, they sacrifice for the community. They love and they give to people they don't even know. They're crazy over there at Grace Church. You are Grace Church. You are. You're the church. You individually. You make up Grace Church. You wear the name of Jesus Christ. And what you do, your actions, your words, your faith, man, it, it either glorifies Christ... Or it brings shame. So what about you? Does your love, do your actions, does it bring a sweet fragrance to God? I mean, if your actions were an aroma, would they be sweet and would they be pleasant? Would they be refreshing? Or would they be bitter and sour? When we hear about the sacrifice of Michael, we're filled with emotion and appreciation because such an act is the peak of love. There's no greater love, the Scripture says, than a man lay down his life for his friends. Such an act is filled with selflessness and honor and courage. It's filled with love. 
There is no greater love. And Jesus did the same thing. He offered Himself as a sacrifice. It was God who jumped on the grenade on our behalf so we wouldn't be destroyed. It was God who laid down His life so we could be set free from our brokenness. Do you believe this? I'm talking to you individually. Do you believe this? Have you made the decision personally? Not You're not following this because of your grandparents. You need to decide personally. Have you made the decision to give your life to Jesus? Do you believe that He really lived? That He really died? And that He's really alive today? Do you believe this? Have you asked Jesus to be your God? And let me just say, it's not a once and done. When you make that decision, now you need to commit your life to Him and follow Him with your life. And you need to offer up all that you have and say, God, it's yours. Use it however you want it to be used. Church, let's follow Christ's example. And, and I'm speaking to myself, this is not easy. It's a difficult, it's a difficult road. It's challenging to sacrifice. I mean, who who really wants to do that deep down? It's difficult, but let's follow Christ's example. If you've never made that decision, you've never committed your life to Him, I encourage you to do that today. Don't leave here today without settling in your heart and in your mind that you are a child of God. Make the decision To follow Jesus Christ. I also want to challenge those of you who've given your life to Jesus. You've already made that decision. You're doing your best to follow the teachings of God. You're you're trying to grow as a disciple of Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you to be willing to face, to, to even be willing to embrace sacrifice when it's called for. Don't run from it. Be willing to embrace it and say, this is the responsibility of a Christ follower. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do. Because you are His dear children. Live a life filled with love. There is no better life. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loves us and He offered Himself as a sacrifice for us. A pleasing aroma to God. I don't know what that pleasing aroma is to you. For me, it's tacos, all right? But I can just imagine for God, like, man, when He sees His children serving, sacrificing, loving, giving, there's no strings attached, there's no hidden motives, there's no agendas. They are just loving freely. Man, it has to smell like tacos to Him. This morning we're going to take communion.